Yes, hello everyone. Welcome to the Mystic Show. I'm happy to be here this morning, and I'm happy you could join me. I have uh, several really good things to discuss. Uh, some good points to make, and um, I hope you can. Uh, I hope you can listen to the show and and. Enjoy thinking about these different topics and and how you can utilize them in your own life. I'm your host, Chris Curran, and uh, this is the show where we talk about spirituality, mindfulness, meditation, and a lot of personal development. We really like all the spiritual topics, but we also want to know how to implement it in our own lives. Makes a big difference, right? It's it's like anything. Uh, it's like going to the gym. If you actually put in some time and become a little disciplined and stick with it, the results are there. There's no... You don't have to wonder if, if you're going to get stronger by lifting weights, right? You know you'll get stronger. And if you practice a lot of the things we talk about on this show and other spiritual practices, um, it'll make a big difference in your spiritual growth. We broadcast live every weekday at 8 a.m. Eastern on the Fractal Stream, and then we archive every single show as a podcast in three different places, iTunes, Stitcher, and our website. Our website is themysticshow.net www.themysticshow.net and you'll find links to our social media and links to the Fractal Stream and like I said, every single past episode we've ever done is on our website and we'd like to thank our sponsor Pause Your Life as well I actually wanted to talk about retreats today for a little bit but, but then I found well, then I realized that we didn't finish our conversation from yesterday on silent talking. Now, silent talking is a chapter from this book called Silent Power, and it's written by Stuart Wilde, and I'm not sure what year it was published. Uh, Maybe it says right here in the front here. Yeah, 1996. Stuart Wilde, who I believe passed away a year or so ago, or maybe last year, I'm not sure. Uh, Yeah, so we were talking about his chapter four from this book, which is called Silent Talking, and we were talking about communication and, and things, but we didn't get to the heart of the silent talking, which, uh, which let's get to it now. So he makes the points that we all have the ability to silently communicate with one another. And that doesn't just mean, you know, body language and facial expression. What he's talking about is, a, you know, communicating deep within ourselves somehow. That there's some sort of communication happening on a very, very deep level. And he actually gives two techniques to do silent talking. And one is a simpler technique. He, well, he he labels one is simpler and one is a little more uh, 
well, it's not complex, maybe advanced or, um, I forget the word he used, but uh, the first one's very simple. Basically, if you're communicating with another person or someone's talking to you, you can, uh, and well, I just want to mention before I give these techniques that these are interesting techniques and of course they're things that you can try, um, but I really want to put it in perspective real quick that our spirit, our own individual progress spiritually, it really doesn't have anything to do with these techniques I'm about to tell you from the author, uh, which means that we don't have to practice certain things, uh, you know, um, we don't have to do this silent talking techniques to other people or with other people. Uh, you don't have to do that to make spiritual progress. So, and, and the danger is, here's the danger, that sometimes individuals get so hung up on these little kind of cool little techniques and stuff that they just lose track of their whole spiritual journey because they get sucked into one, a handful of techniques, let's say. Like the silent talking techniques I'm about to tell you, um, if you do it and you try it and it and, and you like it, you might start doing it all the time and you might kind of get sucked into doing it all the time and then it might become a habit and then you might be dependent on it and all that stuff is is counter to your spiritual progress because spiritually we're supposed to become less dependent on things, not more dependent. So... My point is that before I give you tell you about these techniques is that there's a danger with these techniques. It's it's good to experiment. It's good to see what this human existence is all about and try something and see how it works. Um, but we can easily get caught up in it as well. And the other thing too is well let, let me uh, let me give you the first technique and then I'll then I'll mention another point here. So he basically says if someone's talking to you, you can extend your concentration inwards into the other person towards his or her brain, where the memory bank is, right? So you extend your concentration into their brain where the memory bank is, and your mind has to be blank. And that um, I'll talk about that in a second. But then you ask your question mentally, and the answer will just come back very clearly. And the answer will always be in the present tense as well, because the other person's subconscious or spirit or soul, whatever, uh, is always living in the present. There's no, there's no past or future. It, it just is. And the, the author also states that if you ask an intellectual question, your answer will be short and grammatical. But if you ask a feeling question, I guess more of a right brain question, um, your answer will be in baby talk because the the right brain is more feeling and it doesn't have access to the language, I guess. Um, and so this is, that's the simple technique. Um, I mean, it's nothing 
it's not complex. It's very simple. And the author also encourages us not to use this to infringe on people, right? So we can't, you can't, you shouldn't use these kind of techniques to manipulate people or, you know, sell them something and all this stuff. Um, it's more of help of communicating and, and helping the other person work through their issues or unload what they have to unload. So that's the first technique. It's pretty simple. Uh, and but but the second step, or one of the steps, was that your mind has to be blank. And this is this is a, a very important point I want to make because a lot of these times when people say, "Oh, meditate," you know, if you have a question, meditate on it, and you'll get the answer. Okay, or you know. Focus on focus like like in this technique. Uh, extend your concentration inwards towards the other person's brain where the memory bank is, and your mind has to be blank. Well, here's the problem: most times, our mind is not blank, and most of us, we can't make our minds blank because we haven't practiced enough meditation. Our mind is just running and running and running, and what happens is. If you try techniques like this and your mind is not blank, basically your own intellect, your own mind will just start giving you answers. And you'll think that those answers are from, let's say, the other person's mind or subconscious, but they're really your own. So it's a big danger. You can actually start fabricating your own answers to things which is scary. And I think these, a lot of people or many people who claim that, you know, God is talking to them or something, or, you know, some archangel is talking to them. Um, my personal opinion is a lot of these people, it's just their own mind playing games with themselves. Um, and I could be wrong and I'm willing to be wrong. Uh, but I just think that I mean, until until we become really quiet and learn how to meditate and really silence our own uh, silence our own barking dogs, um, you know, I don't know how we're gonna be able to you know perceive and listen and feel things outside of us, you know, so. Again, it comes back down to practicing meditation and really being able to regulate your own mind and silence your own mind when you need to. Um, So that's an important point as well. Because it's so easy to fool ourselves, you know? We just, you know, you can imagine you're getting messages from people and, you know, I've mentioned it before, there's people who read books and say, oh, that... You know, I was looking for an answer and the book gave me the answer. And, you know, you can start looking at synchronicity and serendipity and certain things and, and just try all of a sudden think that, you know, the universe is talking to you specifically and you're hearing voices and everything. But I don't know. I think that's a. I mean, I'm sure there's, I'm sure it happens. And, um, and and maybe even it happens to everyone at some point. I just think a lot of uh, 
what people quote unquote hear or, you know, perceive is just their own mind talking to themselves. All right. So that's the first, um, that's the first method. The other method is, uh, well, I'll just tell you what it is. Uh, and we probably won't talk about it that much because, well, it's pretty simple as well. Basically the author, and again, we're talking about chapter four, which is called silent talking. And this is from the book Silent Power by Stuart Wilde. And the second method of uh, silently communicating or silently talking or listening to another person is you etherically step out of your body and you turn around and face yourself and then you melt into the other person and you keep your concentration on their head where the where the memory lies and basically when you're standing inside the other person etherically and again you have to keep your mind blank you can ask him or her your silent question and then you exit with the answer i guess when you exit you'll just know the answer or you'll hear the answer. I don't know. Um, I haven't practiced either of these actually, uh, specifically like this, I should say. Uh, so that's the second way stepping out, you know, etherically stepping out of your body, kind of melt, turning around, melting into them and asking this question, the same thing with, with your mind blank. Um, so yeah, so these are a couple techniques the author gives and he also asks a very interesting question and I'd I'd like to ask you ready okay when a thought goes off in your mind whose thought is it and I know most everyone says well it's my thought well how can you say it didn't come from somewhere else I mean really how can you how can you categorically say that it didn't come from somewhere else. You don't know. You can't prove it. So the author's point is that a lot of uh, our thoughts are basically thoughts we pick up from people and things around us. He gives the example, if you're sitting next to someone and, and, and you're thinking about skiing, And then the person next to you turns to you and says, hey, have you ever been to Aspen, Colorado? So, and and this is something we've all experienced when you're sort of thinking something and the person next to you just gets the same vibe or you start to say the same thing at the same time, you know, that whole thing. And the author's point is that, you know, our thoughts, we think our thoughts are our own. But really, that's just our intellect telling us that. And our intellect in the big picture is, a, is very small compared to consciousness and God and all that stuff. Our intellect is very limited. So when your intellect tells you, oh, that, these are my thoughts, I don't know. I don't know if we should believe that. And the author, the author disagrees. He says, they're not all your thoughts. So to finish this off, and and then we'll take a quick break, uh, I just wanted to actually read the last couple paragraphs from this chapter because uh, 
it's pretty, it's very good, I should say. And Stuart Wilde is an author that I would actually like to read more of his books because he seems like a pretty deep kind of guy. Um, so I'll just read this last part because it's very interesting. Again, this is uh, chapter four, Silent Talking, and it's from the book Silent Power by Stuart Wilde. At a very deep level of consciousness, in the heart of the global mind, we are all connected. The global mind is just one molecule of consciousness, and it is in touch with every part of itself. I accepted this premise intellectually at first, but eventually I understood it deep in my inner feelings. That is why I don't travel and teach so much anymore. I woke to the fact that I could do just as much from within the great quietness and more effectively to boot. You can do the same. Of course, people of an intellectual bent, experts in matters of mind, will tell you that silent talking is pure drivel. But they are quite wrong. They don't know because they have not seen. Once you see, you'll know. The intellect is too disconnected from the etheric life force, the eternity in all things, and it's too focused on itself to comprehend the existence of dimension and phenomena outside its frame of reference. I must say, when people tell me that these other worlds are phony and non-existent, I always make a point of agreeing with them. It's a discipline of silent power not to argue. Arguing and debating is a disease of the ego, much like seriousness is a disease of the ego that comes from either arrogance or insecurity, or both, usually both. I'm happy to leave the intellect alone. Attempting to win people over, proselytizing, trying to convince them through dialogue, is a thankless task. It's best to communicate inwardly and wait. Eventually, they'll agree. Or perhaps they won't. It doesn't matter. We have all of eternity to sort things out. The fact is, we are all inside the one collective human dream. That dream can be a nightmare or a celestial vision of exquisite beauty. And with that, we'll just take a quick break here on The Mystic Show.
Okay, thank you, U2. That's the band U2, and the song is called Trying to Throw Your Arms Around the World. That's a great one. Thank you for that little musical interlude. And welcome back, everyone, to The Mystic Show. I'm Chris Curran, and we broadcast live every weekday at 8 a.m. Eastern on the Fractal Stream. And uh, that's New York City time, by the way, 8 a.m. New York City time. And then we archive every show as a podcast, and you can find all that on our website, themysticshow.net, themysticshow.net. There's links to our social media and everything. Literally, the whole universe is on our website. <laughs> yes, it's there, <laughs> themysticshow.net. And thanks again to our sponsor, Pause Your Life. Uh, They do meetups and retreats. Spring Retreat is coming up at the beginning of May. Um, Pause Your Life's website is pauseyourlife.org. Pauseyourlife.org. If you need a break, if you just want to stop the madness, hit the pause button. (laughs) Pause your life. All right. Well, that uh, the silent talking chapter was... That's a very interesting chapter there, uh, and I'm glad we got to talk about that. And again, you know, we want to keep things in perspective. You know, techniques are fine, but techniques are are techniques are like tools in that they're supposed to help you get somewhere. <laughs> they're not the end. They're they're a means to the end. They're like the car. In fact, my spiritual guide he he uses the analogy that, uh, well, when he talks about the human body or when he mentions about the human body, um, he says it's a vehicle, right? And he says, it's like when you go on vacation, you know, you leave your house, you get in a car, you drive in the car to, uh, the train station, you park your car, you get out of the car and then you get on a train, right? Right. That's another vehicle, the train. So then you take the train, let's say, to the airport, and you have to get off the train. Like, you can't sit on the train and say, oh, I love this train. This is awesome. I'm, I I don't want to leave this train. This is a wonderful vehicle. I don't want to leave it. Of course we have to leave it. Once the Once the vehicle brings you from point A to point B, then it's time to get out. In our physical world, we understand that. And in the spiritual world, that's how it is with our body. We're here to have an experience. We're here to be cleaned, purified, if you will, or to learn. And then once once we reach the end of this leg of the journey, we have to get out. So... Let's uh let's read a passage from our book 365 Dao Daily Meditations by Deng Ming Dao. And today's passage is very nice. Um 
It's called predilection. And I meant to look up this word. I mean, I think I know what it means, but I, I meant to look it up. But anyway, this isn't, uh, this isn't the grammar show. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> so you, you, I think you'll, you'll know what it means. If you, if you don't know what it means, you'll know from uh, the passage. Um, so there's a little poem part on top, and then, then there's a few paragraphs. So we'll go ahead and read this. It's called Predilection. Those who follow Tao do so from their own predilection. There are no promises, yet the rewards are immeasurable. Of all the spiritual traditions, following Tao is among the least popular. Its adherents are poor and veiled with humility. In comparison, Many traditions offer heaven, forgiveness, comfort, ecstasy, belonging, power, and wealth. Tao offers only three things. Sound health, a way through the bewilderment of life, and liberation from the fear of death. That is why there are so few followers of Tao. There is no glamour. There is no congregation. There is no ranking. You are either in the state of Tao or you are temporarily out of it. When you die, you die. You have to be tough to follow Tao. If you can avoid being discouraged by poverty, isolation, and obscurity, you will find an unshakable devotion that will last your entire life. And rewards will come in slow and subtle ways. You may not be suddenly rich and influential, but you will discover, to your great delight, that there is a secret source of sustenance. Once you taste that, all your doubts will fade, and both poverty and loneliness will be easier to bear. So that's the passage called Predilection. And I totally agree. I mean, any true spiritual practice which brings it back to you to your connection with divinity in each and every moment is almost by definition not going to be embraced by everyone uh, because it's um, I want I won't say extreme but it's uh, he says you have to be tough to follow Tao right because there's no glamour there's no congregation there's no ranking. So there's nothing. There's nothingness. But the benefit of following something like Tao or, I mean, even the practice that I do is very similar in that it's simple. There's nothing to it. It's not easy to, to follow that. But once you learn how to do it, you realize, as the author says, that there's a secret source of sustenance. And that's kind of like 
what we're all looking for, walking around in our lives, not feeling wonderful all the time and having problems and pain and frustration and anger. It's because we're not aware of that secret sustenance. So hopefully and surely by being on the spiritual path, we will eventually get there. Absolutely. So I want to thank you for listening to The Mystic Show. As you move through your day, maybe keep some of these ideas in mind. Maybe try some silent talking. Maybe just spend some time with yourself in silence. And as always, keep shining. <laughs>